Welcome back to Follow the Herd here on BIC Radio. My name is Matt Cam alongside Connor Wood. Connor, how have you been? The NFL draft over. How are you, how are you feeling? I am so happy, you know, getting the taste of the NFL. The NFL is my sport. You know, we come on here every week and we've talked about the NFL. You guys know that the NFL is really kind of our sports. And just getting that taste of the, the 2021 season, you guys know I'm a Jets fan. So having, having that sense of excitement again to be a Jets fan after the draft is definitely – it's an exciting feeling to know that the NFL is coming back. We definitely have a lot of NFL draft and some – NFL news bombshell on draft day. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely get into that. That'll definitely be a rather long conversation. Um, but we're going to start with the draft. Obviously, we knew one and two, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. That was easy. I mean, I was watching pre, pre-draft pre interviews, and they were like, Zach, Zach Wilson knew he was going to be a Jet at that point. Like, they were, like, talking to him like he, he knew he was going to be a Jet. So the draft started at three, and by the time on Thursday, we kind of knew that it was either going to be Trey Lance or Mac Jones, and they ended up going with Trey Lance. Connor, were you shocked at all with this pick? I was. I I was shocked. Now, not to say that Mac Jones is the better quarterback than Trey Lance. I I felt as if Mac Jones could have fit the system better. Now, obviously – Mac Jones fell to 15. He's in New England now. I think that's a great system for Mac Jones. Um, the more that I think about it and the more that I see a little more of the highlights from Trey Lance, I can see him succeeding more and more every time I see a different highlight in San Francisco. You know, it's that Shanahan system. You know, the Zach, Will- Zach Wilson was drafted by the Jets, who are now going to be running a Shanahan system under Mike LaFleur as they're off in the coordinator. It's that, it's that guy who can stand in the pocket, have a deep arm, but is also able to get out. And, you know, Trey Lance is able to do that. I, I've, I've said it before. I don't know if I've said it on this, but I'm worried about Trey Lance because he's only had one year of college, college football. Obviously it was a, it was a great year. He had like 33 touchdowns and no interceptions, but still only one year of college football, 12 games played at North Dakota state university. It's, it's a little worrisome that he's the number three overall pick, but I think San Francisco took a risk and uh, a lot of the people in their organization think that risk is going to pay off down the line in a couple of years. So yeah, I definitely think it was not not relatively maybe a shock, but I, I definitely thought that Mac Jones was going to be a 49er. I know you thought Mac Jones was going to be a 49er. Probably the majority of the country thought Mac Jones was going to be a 49er. But this is kind of what the 49ers have done. They've, they've had all these rumors around a player, and then they decide to not go with that player and take, take another one. So And, you know, I, I read something on Twitter from uh, Adam Schefter who tweeted out minutes after the pick came out that, no one in the San Francisco draft room knew that they picked Trey Lance until the pick was called. From from what I understand is John Lynch made the pick. John Lynch and probably Kyle Shanahan made the pick on their own and then went into the draft room and then everybody else then heard the pick there. But that that's what Schefter tweeted out on Thursday. So I, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I mean, you'd love to hear those conversations between Lynch and Shanahan. If the rumors were true that Shanahan wanted Jones and Lynch wanted uh, Lance. But – Trey Lance, I, I love him. I think he's going to be a good quarterback, especially now with the 49ers. I think he's going to be a good quarterback. I, I am a little worried about, you know, the amount of reps that he's gotten at North Coast State. I'm pretty sure he's got the lowest amount of reps as a first-round quarterback. I could be wrong there, but he definitely has a low amount of reps, and he's going to have to sit one year behind Jimmy Garoppolo. 
I, I feel like it's like a must at this point. So I don't, I don't think Garoppolo, we saw, we didn't see Garoppolo get traded in the first round. I don't think he gets traded to be honest. And I think that, you know, he, he'll sit behind Garoppolo at least till Jimmy G gets hurt. Um, and then you throw Trey Lance in, but no, I think Trey Lance is a very talented quarterback. Um, I kind of think he has the highest ceiling out of these five quarterbacks, um, but the lowest floor. So it's kind of like he's, he's going to fluctuate everywhere, but yeah, I mean, we saw a quarterback in North Dakota State and Carson Wentz, who, you know, a huge fan. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. I'm a huge believer in Carson Wentz, but he had that MVP season. He had that talent, and then he got hurt, uh, which I think is really downhill his career over in, going over to Indy. But, um, no, Trey Lance, great pick. We can go to four now. Four, four, five, six. So four was Kyle Pitts. I feel like we all knew this. Connor was a little Justin Fieldsy. I I don't know. I can't tell which which he which he thought at this point. He's kind of uh, he's kind of doing that. Yeah, maybe the maybe they'll lose, but they're gonna win type of thing. Um, but no, he picked Kyle Pitts supposedly on draft day for the for the fourth pick. Any any shocker there? Or no, I, I don't think it was. You know, I. I wanted it to be four straight quarterbacks because I think they were the four most talented guys in this draft. You know, I mean, having a tight end to go number four is definitely, um, it, it, it's worthwhile because it's Kyle Pitts, one of the most explosive athletes that we've seen in college football in recent memory. But I just think that the, the quarterbacks drove this entire draft class. So as far as my mock draft, I wanted to see four straight quarterbacks because I felt as if that's where the talent was. Obviously Atlanta made the right pick for them. And then five, five, kind of knew it was going to be Jamar Chase. We'll see how the, the Bengals do. I mean, second round, I know they drafted a, uh, um, a lineman. I, I, I honestly think that this is a fine – it was a fine pick. I, I think – I hate it. I understand that Sewell – Sewell was a better pick, but I still th- I still like the Chase pick, and I think that the Bengals can – work on their own line. They don't need the best O-line, like the best prospect to have a good O-line. I think that if they have a decent O-line, then Burrow can can flourish for at least a, for for like one or two more years, you know, until free agency opens up again next year. I hated this pick. Hated it. I knew it was going to happen, and I still hated it. I think if, if I scroll through this, the, the round one uh, draft order. You know, there's a couple teams that may have reached for some guys. I mean, Zayvon Collins at 16 to Arizona. And and I'm not saying that Jam- Jamar Chase was a reach at five. But when you go into the draft, you have to address needs. You have to. I mean, Joe Burrow, they, they, they posed for a picture with their new uniforms. And and what everyone's talking about in that picture is the huge scar on, on Joe Burrow's knee from his ACL surgery. And, you know, what better way to to fix that and new uniforms, new system, keep Joe Burrow out on the field, protect him with Panay Sewell. It had to be the pick here. And and the fact that it wasn't, you know, I mean, Tyler Boyd and uh, T. Higgins, you know, they, they have solid wide receivers in Cincinnati. I didn't think wide receiver was in need. Necessarily in first round, there were wide receivers still on the board in the uh, second round when they picked that offensive line. And you go Sewell round one, they could have gotten Terrace Marshall in round two when they picked. Not that big of a difference. Obviously, Jamar Chase is significantly better than Terrace Marshall, but still a solid wide receiver. I think they made the wrong move here. I mean, just looking looking forward, they picked Jace Jackson Carmen from Clemson, offensive tackle in round two. Uh, they actually traded down for that pick, and then they got Joseph Astai 
in round three defensive end. So obviously, um, you know, they, they have to get more protection for Joe. I, th I think they still will. But um, Jamar, Jamar at that pick, I, I think it's intriguing myself. Um, round I was hey, shocked, shocked to see defensive players go eight and nine overall. Didn't expect the first defensive player until probably number 10 to Dallas. And, you know, Dallas wound up trading out of the 10th spot with a division rival. I mean, with the Philadelphia Eagles only trading back two spots. But Dallas I mean, just got absolutely, they got yeah, <laughs> by, got the, by the Broncos. We could go on. JC Horn was the first corner off the board. I, I, I'm, I'm shocked by that. You know, Pat Sertan, um, I thought was the number one cornerback coming into the draft. JC Horn is a very good prospect. He has really good upside. I think he will flourish in Carolina. But I thought Pat Sertan was going to be off the board. Obviously, Pat Sertan went the next pick to the Denver Broncos, which then had the uh, had the Cowboys kind of reeling because they were like, oh, there, there goes our two guys that we wanted. And at that point, you're not going to you're not going to reach heavily for Greg Newsom or or Asante Samuel Jr. or anything like that. So obviously trade back two picks with the. Eagles moved Eagles up, allow them to grab Devonta Smith, potentially leapfrogging the Giants. Who knows what the Giants were going to do? Because then the Giants traded back and uh, traded with Chicago. Probably the biggest move of of, of night yeah. one. Um, Chicago trading up from 20 to 11 to get the Ohio State quarterback in Justin Fields. You know, Matt, I mean, you're a Packers fan. You were texting us saying, get away, Justin Fields. I don't want you here. What, what was your what was your thought process? I just don't want Justin Fields in the division. You know, I was, I've been watching Justin Fields for the past three years, uh, actually two years, because he's, he's been at Ohio State for two or three. He's been at Ohio State two years, and he started at Georgia, but he didn't play. He was behind Jake Fromm. Okay, so I've been watching Justin Fields for two years, and I could tell you in those two years, just to sum it up, he was just absolutely creaming the Wisconsin Badgers. Like, it was just – it was not a competition. I mean – Big Ten championship in 2019. Um, Wisconsin took an early lead, and then, you know, the rest is history. Uh, Ohio State just came in and just killed them. Um, so I just wanted him out of the division. And it, with the Bears actually getting like a talented quarterback, I don't know what's gonna what's it gonna look like for them. Personally, if you ask me right now, I know I th I think he's gonna bust, but that's also saying because. I've been saying I've been I have been kind of saying that beforehand. Plus, he was on my least favorite college football team. Now he's on my least favorite NFL team. So I don't know if you count that as uh, as me count me as a reliable source here. But no, regarding the J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertain picks, J.C. Horn's a beast, which I, I see why Carolina picked J.C. Horn instead of going with Patrick Sertain because J.C. Horn is just an absolute monster. I mean, I was watching his highlights when he got drafted, you know. He's he's a 6-1 cornerback, 205, certain 62-208. Very very similar guys. I just think that JC Horn could possibly be the best cornerback in in this draft. Uh, I think he, he could. He he the, I think the biggest thing around the the cornerbacks is Pat Sertan. He he has the People are talking about him. He has the most pressure on him to come in and succeed now. He had a great college career at Alabama. You know, prolific program there, great defense. He's coming in, and he has to produce right away for Denver. And I'm not saying J.C. Horn doesn't, but 
a little bit of a less pressure on him to come in and succeed. You know, he got put on a team that was six and 10 last year. Um, obviously Denver was the same, but coming in a kind of a rebuilding team just brought in Sam Donald. They added Terrace Marshall in the second round. They're really trying to put some pieces together. And I think adding JC Horn to that defense was huge. Goes to goes with Kyle Fuller and uh, I'm blanking on their other cornerback that they got. Um, but no, he, he goes to the Broncos defense. Dallas. Reg- regard, reg- regarding the Justin Fields trade, one more second. Okay, Dave yeah. Gettleman. Dave know. Gettleman was insane. Insane. Able to get a first round pick next year. And I think they added a fourth for Saturday. And then I, th- I feel like there was a future two in there as well or something along the lines. I they mean, have, Dave, Dave Gettleman got a lot back. They have two first-rounders next year. They have two second-rounders next year. They have two fourth-rounders next year because they got out of the Dolphins. Too. Or it's second I, third. Yeah. Fourth or third. Fourth or third? I think it's fourth. I think it's fourth. Okay. So, yeah, they, they've I mean, got a lot of picks next year. If Daniel Jones busts, they have the assets to do something, which yeah. I think is, is smart because – you know, you don't know. You're getting Daniel Jones weapons. Obviously, they drafted Tony and that the 20th pick. That's a wide receiver. Maybe not the best available with uh, Bateman still on the board, but you're getting uh, him weapons, especially with we got you like Gettleman's like, yo, we got you Rudolph. We got you Tony. We got you Kenny Galladay. Like, and and they already had Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard and Saquon no, Barkley, a healthy Saquon in the backfield. There's no excuses for Daniel Jones. I think he's going to have to step up. I don't think he's – I don't like Daniel Jones. I don't know. I don't, I don't think – I don't either. Up. I, don't, I've, I don't like him either. I think he's incredibly inaccurate. Does he have the potential? Sure. Everyone has potential coming in um, being an NFL quarterback, but I just don't like his inaccuracy. And, you know, people said that he had a much better year last year. I mean – the one game I remember exclusively, and it was a close game when they played Tampa Bay on Monday night, and he just had terribly inaccurate throws. You know, he's leading a team trying to win a football game, and he can't make an accurate throw to a receiver. It was tough to watch. So, before we go back into the NFL draft, Daniel Jones, Bob bust or not? Now, now we know this season's his last if he busts. I'm saying not. Or bust, yeah, bust. I'm saying bust. I think next year they might be in, in looking for Caden uh, Slovis or Sam Howell or Spencer Rattler. I'm going to say not a bust. For the simple reason to combat you, I, I, I just think that they've put enough weapons around him now to – this year is his season to lose. You know, I mean, he has the pieces around him. He has to do it now or or he will be a bust. I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt here. All right, now going back to the to the top ten. Uh, Dallas, like like we said, Dallas gets screwed over. They ended up screwing over the Giants because I 100% the Giants would have take to, took Devonta Smith. They're taking Tony at 20 because Tony wasn't the best available on that board. Eagles get Devonta Smith. Devonte, Devonta, Devonte, Devonte. Jeez, I always mess that up. It's Devonte Smith. Eagles get Devonte Smith. Probably, I think, is is a really good pick here. I mean, I thought Devontae would have – obviously, in my mock draft, he fell to 12, but he wouldn't have fell to 12 in this draft if the Eagles didn't trade up. They got their guy. They, they're pairing him up with Jalen Hurts. See if Jalen can actually do something this this year. Yeah, and I mean, 
moving on, I don't have much else to say about Devonta. Moving on, Dallas, I think, gets the best defensive athlete in the draft. Not necessarily skill-wise right now, but I think he can be the best defensive athlete in, in Micah Parsons here. I, I mean, he's definitely got raw talent, um, but if you can put him with a coach, put him in a system that will make him flourish, I think he could easily be one of the best linebackers slash edge rushers slash whatever you need him to be in a couple of years. Yeah, no, Mike is a beast, obviously. Sean Lee retired uh, this past week. Um, they have Leighton Van Der Esch over there. They uh, Jalen Smith over there. Um, you know, and I think Micah, especially with their cap, they're going to need some guy to come in to be their defensive anchor if they can't afford a Leighton Van Der Esch or someone else moving forward. That's going to be a good pick. Um, you know, with, with the Cowboys, we saw them took – they took a cornerback, Kelvin Joseph – out of Kentucky, passed on Asante Samuel over there. Um, so, so they ended up getting their cornerback. Asante Samuel was drafted three picks later to the Los Angeles Chargers. We're going to end a break quickly. We're around the 17, uh, 30 mark, somewhere around there. So we're going to hit a break. Then when we come back, don't worry, we're still going to be talking about the NFL draft. We're going to be moving down into the boards and talking about the first round picks. Here on BIC Radio, let's follow the herd. We'll be right back after this break. BIC Radio is the voice of Ithaca College. Here's a campus organization you can get involved in. Want to help bring a little more love to your campus community? I see Random Acts of Kindness Club meets every Monday from 8 to 9 p.m. in the Business School, Room 104. Stop by to socialize, participate in fun events, get creative, and be kind. For more information, please email randomactsofkindnessic at gmail.com. Want to get your organization's message on the air? Email community at vicradio.org to connect with the Campus Community Involvement Director. VIC Radio is the voice of Ithaca College. Here's a campus organization you can get involved in. Planned Parenthood Generation Action is a student activist group that works directly with the Planned Parenthood of the Southern Finger Lakes and the Planned Parenthood Action Fund. They are dedicated to keeping Ithaca College conscious of reproductive justice and of legislative attacks on people's bodies regarding healthcare. Their meetings are on Thursdays at 7 p.m. in Friends 207. To join, email icgenerationaction at gmail.com or follow IC Generation Action on Instagram. Want to get your organization's message on the air? Email community at vicradio.org to connect with the Campus Community Involvement Director. Welcome back to Follow the Herd here on VIC Radio. Before the break, uh, we broke down the NFL draft. We're around pick 13. We kind of broke down the first uh, 12. Not going through every pick, but just going through some points. Uh, so now we're at 13. Slater, of course, we knew that was going to happen. Chargers. Yeah, you know, I, I, the Chargers added a great piece to their offensive line. They got Corey Lindsley at center over the – over the free agency, just trying to protect Justin Herbert. And, you know, just, just going through here, I mean, it is hard to look at the draft through these first three rounds. Obviously, we're recording this on Saturday. Can't be in the uh, in the studio this week. I believe we'll be in there for our final show next week, so definitely stick around for that. But um, just going through this, through the first three rounds, I don't see a team that failed. I don't see a team that made terrible draft picks. I mean – I mean, there's definitely that I think were could have been reaches or they reached to get, but it fit what they needed. I, I, I think 
this draft class and the way these teams approached it this year, every team is going to walk away from this draft better than they were when they came into it. And that's just incredible to see for, for the NFL. That, that, that's, that's the end goal of the draft is to have every team ultimately get better. And I think it's happening here. Um, moving into 14, obviously we're going to talk about this. It's the New York Jets. Uh, they traded up with Minnesota, took Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, I was shocked that Minnesota passed up on Elijah Vera Tucker, but 23, getting Christian Darisaw is perfect. So, I mean, Minnesota kind of, they've always been good drafting, so they kind of played played their own uh, cards there, and they ended up, ended up working out for them. Obviously, with the Jets, Vera Tucker is a great guard. Bringing in a guy for Zach Wilson, obviously they brought in Becton last year, uh, left tackle, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I loved the move from Joe Douglas. You know, I mean, you traded your 23 and your two third-round picks, and uh, you picked up 14 and then a fourth-round pick uh, this year, and you got Elijah Vera Tucker. You got a guy who can immediately come in and make your line better. You figure this offensive line now tentatively is Mekhi Becton, Elijah Vera Tucker, Connor McGovern, um, Greg Van Roten and then George Fan. Obviously, the right side is a little weak there. I could see them going after another guy on Saturday, potentially to make that line better. But Joe Douglas and Robert Sala have absolutely addressed this draft the way they needed to. They've gone all offense, adding Elijah Moore with their pick in the second round. I think he's going to be a great guy, not necessarily to come in and replace Jameson Crowder, but definitely to push Jameson Crowder, potentially take that slot position. Um, as a Jets fan, I am incredibly excited. Incredibly excited. And we look at what the Vikings did. I, I, you know, when you said two third round picks, I want to see who they picked. They got Kellen Mond with one of those picks, quarterback from Texas A&M. And then the other pick, they got Wyatt Davis, offensive guard. Um, so, I mean, they turned it into two play. solid picks. I, I really like Wyatt Davis. Wyatt Davis had first round potential. And then in the, uh, in the national championship, he went down with a pretty – Pretty bad knee injury. I remember that. So I think that definitely hurt his draft stock quite a bit. But I mean, he had first round potential. He's a great guard. And then obviously you're bringing in Kellen Mond, push Kirk Cousins, push him, make him make him succeed. I I, I love the picks by Minnesota. They're always good at drafting. And yeah, you know, you think about last year with Minnesota, they had um, what am I trying to say? They had in the beginning of the year they had buzz around, you know. Is Kirk going to be done? Are they going to be in contention for not necessarily Trevor Lawrence since that was the first pick, but another quarterback like Justin Fields, will they be in contention for him? And obviously they turned around their season, didn't draft a quarterback. I thought, honestly, that they they could have. They could have traded up and drafted a quarterback, but they didn't. Getting Kellen Mond in there, talented guy. Um, hope, not hopefully. I despise the Vikings. But, um, you know, if Kellen Mond can get in there and, and do something, you know, if Kirk – if, if something like that happened again, but great picks, especially knowing you have Dalvin cook on the, the, the ben, or on the, on the field behind Kirk. Um, now moving, moving down the board a little bit, obviously Mac Jones went to new England at 15, his little strut coming out of the, the draft room. I did not like that. Dude, the second it, I saw him. It felt like Darth Vader. was coming out. <laughs> I, I hated it. I hated it. You know, I mean, I'm a Jets fan and, and, they they grabbed Mac Jones, so instantly my hatred for Mac Jones is is up there. But that that little strut, it's like okay, I'm a Patriot now. We got to show him a Patriot. And I could not stand it, could not stand it. Obviously, I think he's gonna he's gonna do great in in New England. 
Bill Belichick came out and said that Cam's their guy and that when he thinks that Jared Stidham or Mac Jones can compete, then they'll go from there. But, I mean, moving down the board a little bit, I, I'm shocked Caleb Farley fell to 22. You know, he had those back problems, but you and I both had him going at 16 to, to Arizona. And, I, I mean, down to 22 to Tennessee. Tennessee is definitely something that they need. They needed a corner. So I, I think that's a good fit for Caleb Farley. Yeah, I mean – Going to Mac Jones, I I got like Palpatine and Darth Vader vibes there. Uh, you know, he, he's bringing in um, Darth Vader to be to be the next guy um, after uh, Tommy left um, last year. But yeah, um, Arizona kind of shocked me that they went with an offensive uh, linebacker. Um, I feel like a cornerback was a huge need. Um, I don't know, did, did they do it in round two or three? Oh, they got Rondell Moore. They did. they did. They got Rondell Moore. Yeah, Rondell Moore. I was Great so pick. That, uh, no, that is a really good pick um, for Kyler there. And they didn't even have a third-round pick, so no, they still have to address the cornerback situation on Sunday – or Saturday, excuse me. But moving down, um, yeah, like you said, Caleb Farley, with those back injuries, maybe it's justified that he fell this far. Um, I, I necessarily didn't think so. I kind of had I kind of had Farley at 16 because I didn't know what else fit. Um, it, it was kind of weird because I didn't think Newsom would go that early. Um, but and I but I knew that the Cardinals needed a cornerback, so I, I stuck Farley there. Didn't really feel good about that. Um, Alex Leather were going to the Raiders. I kind of think the Raiders could have got him in the like a next round, but yeah. the Raiders did get. Um, Mooring. They, they got Trevon Mooring, who who we had who in our been draft a going. <laughs> we had in our draft going to LA or the Raiders. So I I feel like we got that one right. I, well, I had him going to the Jaguars. My original one, I did have him going to the Raiders, but I did have. have you no, know, I, I, I think the. Go ahead before I talk I about think the Jaguars. The the best story that we saw on night one was Quiddy Pay going to Indianapolis. You know. He had his whole family around him when he was drafted. You know, everyone does. But then he's interviewing and he's talking about his mom. And that's all he's talking about. And he's saying, I just got drafted. She's done working. I'm forcing her to retire. She gets to enjoy her life now. I, I am providing for my mother. And, you know, be, be, being someone, and I'm sure a lot of people who are listening, have, have a very strong connection with their mother. Being someone who has a strong connection with their mother, that's, that's everyone's ultimate goal is to be able to provide back to your to your parents and to your loved ones. So for Quiddy Pay to be able to do that and and put that on live national television, I thought it was really special for a, a night one draft. For sure. Uh, his mom actually escaped two civil wars in West Africa. Um, so, yep, that, that is a really good um, good thing to do. Two running backs you saw go off the board. Najee Harris, perfect pick. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, the Steelers, they need kind of need to address a quarterback situation, but still – Good for the future, with especially with that defense. Travis Etienne makes no sense at all, like at all. Like I'm sorry, James Robinson, bro. Free James Robinson I, in 2021. Hated it. I hated it. I, you know, I mean Jacksonville linking up Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, fine. I I don't get it. I don't get it. There's so there. I mean, you need a defensive tackle. You let Christian Barrymore slip to the second round. Take him here. Take him here. You need a linebacker to be next to Miles Jack and um, Joe Schobert. Go get JOK. Get Jeremiah Uso-Karamo, who fell in the second round. 
fell to the Browns. I mean, the Browns had a great draft Browns have, so far. I, I honestly think the Browns might have the best draft. The best draft. We we can talk about that in a second. But I I I hated this pick. And you know, Roger Goodell announced it from his chair on the stage. So there was a little lackadaisical when he sang Travis Etienne. But I, I mean, it just made no sense to me. I was shocked. I was I was shocked. I mean, I I think they might have called up Trevor Lawrence and been like, hey, Trevor. Who do you want at this 25, 25th pick? You know, I mean, they gave Trevor Lawrence a playbook like, what, a month, a month ago or something? Obviously, they're in love with this guy uh, coming in. And I honestly think they probably did that. Just like how I think the Bengals called up Joe Burrow and said, "Who? hey, do you do you really want Chase? Or they probably gave maybe gave him off, or do you want Chase or Sewell? And, uh, you know, we know what he would have said if they gave him that offer. But yeah. still, makes – Zero sense. I'm so sorry, James Robinson. You were a beast in fantasy, bro, but I'm not picking you next year. Um, the Browns, just talking about them. Greg Newsome, great pick. Fantastic pick. I thought Newsome would have won earlier. Um, and then in the second round, JOK they, falling. They did move up for JOK in the second round uh, a couple picks. But, I mean, getting JOK in the second round was – that's huge. I mean, I was just watching it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, he's going to keep falling. The Jets don't have any third-round picks. Gosh, darn it! I, I I wanted JOK so bad. Um, a lot of the teams did. A lot of a lot of people, a lot of fans, a lot of everyone wanted JOK. So shocked that he fell so far. A lot of a lot of the reasons why he fell. I read it on Twitter was that it's hard to fit a scheme around him. Um, he had a bad pro day, something along those lines. But I mean, for him to fall in the second round and to go to Cleveland, I mean, what a great pickup. Definitely, I think they've had the best draft so far with those two guys third round they actually got anthony schwartz auburn wide receiver can't talk a lot about him um but still it's a wide receiver and this is a wide deep wide receiver class as we've seen literally every i've the pain of watching every wide receiver go off the board it's 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 insane what it could do to you um i mean we're gonna talk like said, about that I, bateman. Rashad bateman rashad bateman to the ravens ravens got a great player they, they, they honestly got a great player. Sammy Watkins is there. Marquise Brown is there. Rashad Bateman is there. I think it's going to be Ravens-Browns. Interesting NFC North race there. Um, got to jump to 29 now, Matt. Got to. I know you don't want to. I, I I didn't like the pick. Obviously, Eric Stokes, good corner. They needed a corner. Kevin, Kevin King is not going to cut it. He's not. Eric Stokes is viable. I think he can be very good. Um. You know, after after the bombshell that dropped on Thursday, I, I was shocked that a cornerback went here. Yeah, um, I'm not stoked about this pick. Get it, Eric Stokes? Um, I'm not stoked about this pick. I think Eric Stokes is a great athlete. Obviously, we saw his 4-4. Um, what was it? He got like 4-2-4, I'm pretty sure, in the 4-4. Yeah, yeah he, he's really fast. In the 40-yard dash. Um, but, you know, Cornerbacks was a need, and originally I had them going cornerback, of course. Um, I actually had them trading up for news so much. I honestly think they probably should have done here. Um, but Or even Bateman. I don't really, really even care at that point. But, um, no, I think it just – it's so difficult because they could have took Elijah Moore, but I didn't necessarily think that he deserved to – I don't know. I, I think they – if I was a GM, I would have took Elijah Moore for the for the pure fact on what that message is saying. Obviously, now the message is 
I think the message is kind of clear. I don't think that they're going to, I think they're going to make the best decision that they think, which is honestly viable. When you're, when you're a GM, you have to make the best decision that you think. Obviously Goot has made um, a bad decision last year. That's obviously turned into drama that I don't really need in my life. Um, but that it is what it is. Stokes at 29. I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do. Obviously Kevin King, Kevin King, just please, please don't resign after one year. Um, I think the, uh, the, the last pick that we have to talk about in the draft here is Greg Rousseau to Buffalo. Then we'll catch a quick break and then we'll, we'll talk about that bombshell that happened in green Bay, but Greg Rousseau, another great talent. You know, I mean, I, I, I compared to Micah Parsons, not in the, not in the sense of, of talent wise, but he's a very raw talent where put in the right system, he can flourish. Um, I mean, he had 15 and a half sacks his freshman year of college. I, I, I think that can be translated to the NFL. Um, Greg Rousseau to Buffalo. I was, I, I'm not very happy about that. I don't want him sacking Zach Wilson, but it's a good pick for Buffalo. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, it's, it all depends on what Rousseau does. I actually had Rousseau to Buffalo here, which kind of weird. I'm not going to lie <laughs> that I, I spoke this into existence, um, especially with a later pick, but We'll have to see what Russo can do. Obviously, they got Espinenza. We talked about that last week. They got Espinenza a year ago, and he didn't really even play because of injury. But still, nonetheless, it's it's a talented guy that can possibly push them towards um, the Super Bowl. Quickly, I want to talk about the quarterbacks drafted um, in the third round, in the second and third round. We saw Kyle Trask to the Buccaneers. We saw Kellen Mond, who I kind of touched on earlier, to the Vikings. And we saw Davis Mills to the Houston Texans. Um, regarding Trask, obviously, Tom Brady's years, hopefully, are coming to an end. I, I honestly think they should be because, Tom, I don't want you – I don't want to see – I don't know. But Tom, Tom's years can possibly be coming to an end. So they got Kyle Trask, hopefully – a guy to learn under Tom and uh, be the starting quarterback later. I like that pick. Um, third rounders, Kellen Mond, like I said, I, I like that pick. I would have probably went Davis Mills there, but because I thought Davis Mills was a better quarterback out of three. And then Davis Mills picks a Houston. I'm sorry, Davis, bro. <laughs> Your career is not I, going anywhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised, you know, in, in one of my original mock drafts, I had Davis Mills going in the first round. I had him the the 29th, I think, overall pick to to New Orleans. You know, when New Orleans was on the board, yeah. I thought – or 28. When New Orleans was on the board and they took Nick Bolton, uh, the linebacker out of Missouri, in the second round, I thought this is a great position for, for Davis Mills. Bring him into New Orleans and and have him flourish there. Obviously, you know, Nick Bolton's a great linebacker, but Davis Mills, I, I, I think he should have been the first quarterback off the board in day two. I agree with that, but Kyle Trask to Tampa Bay is definitely very interesting. Um, Davis, I thought Davis was going, or Kyle was going to go to the Steelers because I honestly think the Steelers would have used that so well, but that's not the case. They signed Rudolph to a one-year deal. They have Haskins there. Um, but like Connor said, that's enough about the NFL draft. We're going to hit a break, and then uh, we're going to go dive into – uh, what has been stressing me out for the past two two days? Um, <laughs> the future so, Jeopardy host. <laughs> so we will we'll be see. right back. Yeah, we'll Follow see. Follow the herd here on VIC Radio. Hey, besties! If you love VIC Radio as much as we do. 
you want to know what's going on in the studio or you want to stay in the VIC loop, why not follow us on our Twitter at VIC Radio and our Instagram, which is also at VIC Radio. Keep listening to the best of what's next, your favorite indie music station. VIC Radio is the voice of Ithaca College. Here's a campus organization you can get involved in. Want to help bring a little more love to your campus community? I see Random Acts of Kindness Club meets every Monday from 8 to 9 p.m. in the Business School, Room 104. Stop by to socialize, participate in fun events, get creative, and be kind. For more information, please email randomactsofkindnessic at gmail.com. Want to get your organization's message on the air? Email community at vicradio.org to connect with the Campus Community Involvement Director. Welcome back to Follow the Herd here on VIC Radio. Matt Kane, alongside Connor Wood, we just went through the NFL draft, but we're going to dive into something that I've been dreading on talking about. I've been just hated, like, everything. I've the past two days, I have literally gotten notifications that I just did not want to see. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Thursday, dropped the bombshell, doesn't want to be there, told someone supposedly in the Packers uh working with the Packers organization, didn't want to be there. Um, that literally blew up everywhere. Um, that was around like 3, 3.08 or something. I couldn't focus for the rest of the day. Um, going into that, um, I heard like a ton of – I just heard a ton of different things. I mean, I heard the Broncos are going to get Aaron Rodgers here, getting getting texts from Connor Glunt, Matt Sasser. They're like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is going to get traded in the next upcoming five minutes, of course, you know. Um, that's maybe what they want to see. I think Connor Glunt was just uh, joking around with me. But, okay, and then now, now, now yesterday I saw news that he told his teammates. I was like – he, I was like, oh, man, how is this guy going to ever leave Devontae Adams and David Bakhtiari? He told his teammates, supposedly, maybe those were the two guys that he's told. Then now he's considering a retirement. Uh, GM, Goot, Brian Gutenkutz doesn't want to trade him. So I really don't know what's going to go down here. Um, when I first saw the news, I, I thought this was like either a joke or like Aaron just trying to get leverage to get like this huge payday or something or like Jordan Love to be gone. But I think it, it's swirled into so much more than that, that I think, I mean, I, I'll tell you right now, I'm, I got like four different things with Aaron Rodgers in my room. They're all faced the other way. They're facing the wall right now. It's just, it's, it's, it's tough, Connor. It's tough being here. Uh, this kid's, this guy's been my idol since I was nine years old. And it's just, it's been a tough couple of days, obviously you know, we're sports media kids. So obviously we take sports to a whole different level as fans. It's just been a really tough couple of days. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's been tough. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Connor, I'll let you go. I just, I'm like shocked. Like, I don't even know what to say at this point. I don't know what's going to happen. It's just like it's, me sitting and waiting for like the worst news ever or like just a relief. It's oh man. I, you know, I went through the same feeling, um, not, not necessarily the same feeling, but when the Jets cut Le'Veon Bell earlier this season, I had a big Le'Veon Bell poster in my, in my room. And we, we were in um, uh, sports media relations with uh, John Enright. It was that Monday night class when uh, Le'Veon Bell got cut. And I, I remember I turned my camera off on the, on the class and I went over and I ripped the poster off my wall threw it on the ground, and I went right back to class. You know, you, you were definitely right about 
us being sports media majors, we take sports to that whole different level. And we, we value the players who are on our team. We look up to them. Those are the guys that we want to see succeed the most. Um, as far as Aaron Rodgers, obviously, you know, 16 years as the Green Bay Packers quarterback, no Green Bay Packers quarterback has ever played 17 seasons. Brett Favre played 16. And then like, I think the it was <laughs> – what are the odds that it's 16? <laughs> like, what, should I be preparing for Jordan Love not to, like, end at 16 years at this point or someone else? And, you know, I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers just did his two-week stint as as Jeopardy host, and it seemed as if he <clears throat> he enjoyed what he did. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers, we've talked about this before, maybe even off, so I don't know if we've talked about it on, on the uh, radio, but he's an incredibly intelligent guy. Intelligent guy. I mean, he is so smart. And so, I mean, if, if he does decide to hang up the jersey and be done, I think, I think Jeopardy would be a great career path for Aaron Rodgers for the foreseeable future. No one wants to see Aaron Rodgers off the football field. I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers off the football field before Tom Brady's off the football field. I, I love Aaron Rodgers. You know, I've, I've never had a reason not to like Aaron Rodgers. He's always been just such a classy guy. He makes some of the best throws that you've ever seen. Those those back shoulder throws in the corner of the end zone, I remember when he would do it all the time to Jordy Nelson. Those, those are the throws that everyone those looked for and, and and waited for to see on those Sundays at the, the, the 425 time slot when he's playing in America's Game of the Week. As far as what the Packers are doing to deal with it, at this point, it's tough. You're put in a tough position. Yeah. Um, he wants to leave. You want him there. It, it, it's at what point do you just say, okay, I mean, he's been our franchise guy for 16 years. We owe him this. We owe this to him to, to, to allow him to, to go where he wants. If, if the Packers want to handle this right, don't cut him. There's no point in cutting him. You got to trade him. You got to get something for him. You have to. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he was the MVP of the NFL last year. You've got at least one first-round pick there and potentially more. I mean, the Jets got two first-round picks for strong safety in Jamal Adams. Young strong safety, but still. Um, got to trade him. Need something back for him. It's going to be really weird to see Aaron Rodgers not in the green and yellow. You know, we're talking about how it was weird to see Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. I don't – nothing will be weirder to me than seeing – Aaron Rodgers in a different jersey. Um, I think, I think you're right. I mean, obviously the Packers are put in like a really bad situation. They kind of got themselves there though, with drafting Jordan Love. I think that was a very premature draft. Am I insanely mad that they drafted Jordan Love? Yes, but in hindsight, Aaron Rodgers didn't have the hottest year. That was probably, you know, he said his down years are. Yeah career years for some quarterbacks I think he knows that that was probably one of his more I, I'm not gonna say it's his worst year because I'm not sure if maybe his first year starting what it was his worst year but it was definitely one of his more worst years um and whether they they knew or not to uh whether they knew or not to draft a quarterback I think it was a little premature and I think they should have said to Aaron hey what are your plans well, what do you think what are you thinking about um and stuff like that. But what they did is they just drafted a, a guy who Aaron obviously had no idea about. He was drinking his his scotch or his whiskey or whatever that night. Um, but no, I'm sick of seeing these stupid sources say 
and like according to I want Aaron to just say just to just say it like just rip off the band-aid dude just say it like he's at the derby right now and I you know at the derby they're good there's going to be cameras there they're, they probably NFL.com probably sent like a reporter there or something to try to get him down just say it just say it if you 100% want to leave so then at that point you know the Packers, I, the Packers are going to need to do something. And they can't just sitting. they can't be sitting ducks here. As much as I want Aaron Rodgers back, like I'm telling you, I want Aaron Rodgers back so bad. But if Rodgers just retires and, you know, he wants to force his way out by retiring. I don't think he's actually going to fully retire. Retiring would just force his way out kind of not 100% what Favre did because Favre wanted to retire and then literally four months later said, oh, I want to come back. Like, and then he went to the Jets and then the, the Vikings there. And then he retired and then he went back to the Vikings. Brett, Brett Favre is just wild story. Post, He's still a wild guy. He's post, still a wild guy. <laughs> Some of the stuff he no. says is wild. Um, I, 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 definitely, I definitely agree with the fact that if, if Aaron wants out, he has to say it. You know, I mean, even if he wants to take it and say it in a place where he's comfortable, you know, he's made multiple appearances on the Pat McAfee show. Um, if he wants to go on there and say, it, I'm sure Pat McAfee would love to be the platform for Aaron Rodgers to have that statement. Um, if he doesn't want to do it at the at the Derby today, have a camera and a microphone forced in his face, I'm I'm not sure he would want to. You know, I mean, wow. it's his off season. He wants he wants to go enjoy it. He wants he wants his time. You were right. Packers screwed this up themselves. You know, drafting Jordan Love prematurely. They are they were drafting for the future. Um, Oh, especially then, especially talk about being in NFC Championship too, where they right. should have drafted a. a to be fair, um, I think that they were gonna would had the idea of drafting Justin Jefferson. So if we want to blame this on the Vikings, I'm 100 percent down with that. I mean the the factor that I really think has pushed Aaron Rodgers out the door is when they kicked a field goal in the playoff game, on what the two yard line, the one yard Five. line. It was like the five. five yard, the five, whatever. Six, five. You have Aaron Rodgers. You have Aaron Rodgers. I trust Aaron Rodgers on fourth down 100% of the time. And, and you know, Matt LaFleur, he's a, he's a good young coach, very good coach. He's going to be incredible in the NFL for years to come. You have to put your trust in your guy. You have to. I mean, for, for, for that decision to be made, and then you take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands and he doesn't get it back. That you gotta put the trust in Aaron Rodgers. And you know, I think that was the that was the tipping point for Aaron. I'm just I'm really shocked. Like I'm still shocked about this, you know. When the season ended, obviously he's he had that really dark, like probably the darkest interview I conference. Ever. Oh my god. Like I was watching that, um, obviously angry and you know, in all different emotions, but I never thought because he went on the Pat McAfee show like the week after he's like, Oh, I'm hundred percent invested in this team. If they want me Packers said they wanted him. And then now this comes out, supposedly the 49ers rumors, Gutenkus not, he said, no, that never happened. I'm not sure. I can't trust anybody at this point. Uh, you know, with all these sources says, um, and then supposedly they told him he was going to get traded in the off season. I saw that by Trey Wingo. I don't can't see that possible unless they literally have, are the dumbest people ever in the, that front office. And then 
they tell him he's going to go to the 49ers and just, you know, back, back, back that. I don't, this is just, it's, it's too much. I don't understand who is telling the truth and who's not. I really don't think that they're going to sell, sell him to the 49ers though. My, my question to you, unfortunately, you got to look forward. It, it seems as if Aaron Rodgers has played his last snap as a Green Bay Packer. So now we have to look forward. Does Jordan Love have the potential to still lead this team to, to success? Yeah, his, his talent's there. There's a team around him. Mari Rodgers, great, great player. Marcus Scaling, great player. I think he's going to be one of the better receivers coming up this year. And obviously having the best receiver, in my opinion, in the league, you could say it's D-Hop, you could say it's Devontae, I can really care less. They're both really talented. Having those guys around him, he's set up for success. Very talented guy out of Utah State. I think he could be the guy. Um, I don't think he's going to ever touch anything close to Aaron Rodgers because I think Aaron Rodgers is one in once in a lifetime quarterback. I would say he's top three in all time. Um, you know, obviously I, I said he was top one, but that's obviously changed. But no, he's got a lot of set up for him. He's he's a very talented guy. I think uh, depending on what he learned last year, if he still got the uh, the touch, he could be a, he could be a guy that the Packers can see for a little while. But no. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I think I've kind of gotten to the realization that he's not going to be a Packer next year. You know, I got I've got friends, my roommates telling me oh he's he's a huge Aaron Rodgers fan, but he's a Dolphins fan too, so he's not a Packers fan. He's telling me, oh, Aaron Rodgers, don't stress about it. He's going to be a Packer. I don't really think so. I think I think he's going to be. If I had to place a bet on one team, he's going to be a Denver Bronco. I think it's set up. They didn't draft a quarterback because I think they they have the realization that. They could possibly get Aaron Rodgers here. And I, he wants to go West Coast. He's born there and Jeopardy. I, I swear, if this whole thing's for Jeopardy, I'm – bro, if this whole so thing it's is all for, for Jeopardy. Jeopardy. It's all for Jeopardy. If it's all for – oh, my gosh, I would be so mad. Um, But, no, Aaron, honestly, when we were talking about it before, just do an Instagram post. Be like, pour your heart out to Green Bay. You know, with those slideshows and everything, just, you know, do it. It's, it's so difficult because I remember after that Super Bowl, I was like, this guy's, you know, I was, what, nine years old? So I'm not like, you know, I'm not like analyst Matt Kane over here, but this guy is going to be, a, we're going to be on the top of the NFL. We are going to win another Super Bowl. When he won that Super Bowl, that was that was right around the time that I really started getting into football as well. Obviously the Jets were in the AFC championship game that year against Pittsburgh. Um, who, Green Bay played Pittsburgh in the, in the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. The Jets were in the, in the AFC championship game against Pittsburgh. And, you know, I remember the, the one thing I remember about Green, um, Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers that season is when he was, he was saying, give me the belt, give me the belt. And, and obviously when they won the Super Bowl, he had the belt thrown up over his shoulder, you know, I mean, I, I, I am a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. I don't I, I don't want to see him out of Green Bay. Obviously, I know you don't. Uh, I don't think the state of Wisconsin does. But at the end of the day, this is this is a, a game. It's a child's game. He's he's an older man now. No, I'm not going to say he's an old man, but I mean he he's older for the sport of football. He's an old man. Um, <laughs> Aaron Andrews is also an old man, so you could call him that too. <laughs> He's older for the sport of football, and at some point, you, you, you got to start 
benefiting off of the rest of your life. And I just think that's what Aaron has come to the consensus and what he's thinking of doing. Obviously, he could still be a football player next year. I think he has a lot of different career um, paths lined up for him for whichever way he wants to go. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been an insane 10 years, you know, watching, really watching Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, he started for 11, 12 years, but it's it's truly been a blessing. And I, Connor, I really hope Zach Wilson's the guy. Um, he's extremely talented. Honestly, I've seen comparisons, highest comparisons, of course, to Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. Really think, I really hope Zach Wilson's the guy because watching and watching a quarterback for a while is just, it's, it's, it's honestly a blessing. And, you know, being a, becoming a Packers fan on New Year's, New Year's Eve of 2006, uh, when they played the Bears, it's just been a really good life choice. Um, we got around six minutes. Um, might as well, we just skip a break. <laughs> Not to, <laughs> we'll just, we'll just go dive right into the go question of the week. Obviously we got to finish on that. Um, we talked about the draft a lot. So pretty much just, Greatest draft pick of all time. I'm going to let you take the floor. Obviously, there's one that's just kind it's, of awkward. I mean, that's the only one that I can think of off the top of my head right now. Obviously, Russell Wilson wasn't a first-round pick. Um, Tyreek Hill, I think, was a fourth-round pick. I mean, there, there are some really good guys getting in the late rounds, but no better than the no better than the sixth-round 199th overall pick of Tom Brady. It was really funny. He tweeted out on Thursday, uh, annual shirtless Tom Brady at the Combine Picture Day. Gotta love it with, with like the rolling eye face. Everyone's seen the picture of him standing there, little chubby Tom Brady there at the Combine. And SportsCenter actually edited it and, and put a Tampa Bay shirt on him and then had seven uh, Lombardi trophies lined up. And I mean, greatest draft pick of all time. It's, it's the 199th overall pick in Tom Brady. You have no idea how many times I've seen that Mac, Mac Jones, like how they just like to <laughs> expose Mac, Mac like Jones that. with the Mac Jones with the cigar. Yeah, they just like to expose freshman Mac Jones, their freshman guy that got the DUI. Um, but no, it's it's Tom Brady. Other notable names, um, obviously, I'm I'm thinking really Bart Starr was actually like the 15th rounder back when they had like what 30 rounds or something. He was, a, yeah. he was a 15th rounder, 16th rounder. Um, Dak Prescott, as much as I don't like the guy, as much as I think he's overrated, uh, that was a great pick. Russell Wilson, you said. Even Aaron Rodgers was a great pick uh, in the first round. Terrell Owens was a third-round pick in uh, 1996. The 1983 NFL draft was full. It was another huge quarterback-driven class. I was That's John Elway, Jim Kelly, Dan Marino fell all the way to 227 to Miami. Obviously, the freaking Jets passed up on Dan Reno and went, Ken O'Brien, the great Ken O'Brien, uh, and Dan Reno falling to 27 in the first round. Obviously, never having that Super Bowl Super Bowl win, but being a part of some of the best Miami Dolphins teams in history. He was, he was such a great, talented quarterback. Throw the ball so well. Great, great quarterback. Uh, you know, of course, with John Elway and the draft class. You know, I mean, quick disclaimer here. There is a, uh, a documentary on on ESPN Plus about the 1983 NFL draft. And uh, one thing that I didn't know really um, is Jim Kelly 
when he was drafted by the Bills, did not want to play by the Bills, did not want to play for the Bills so bad. He went and played Canadian football for <laughs> three years, then came back and signed with the Buffalo Bills and obviously led them to four straight Super Bowl losses. But NFL Hall of Fame quarterback there, it's incredibly – it was a really interesting documentary. I love the way that they set it up. Um, the narration is done by John Elway and Dan Marino's agent at the time of the 1983 NFL draft. Really great documentary. Definitely you guys should check that out. For sure. Um, Jim Kelly, man, four straight Super Bowl losses. I feel so bad for the guy. Obviously, some weren't, weren't his fault, obviously, with the, with the field goal. Um, Drew Brees, great pick. Um, I want to say it was first, second round, for first pick in the second round by the Chargers. Of course, his career didn't go off till honestly, probably the best free agent pickup was Drew Brees in 2005, six. It was right after Katrina, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, obviously, I think we have to we have to mention Patrick Mahomes here in 2017. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky went off the board, and then. Patrick Mahomes fell to 10, I think, to Kansas City. He sat for a year behind Alex Smith and then played one game that year through an interception. And everyone's like, oh, Patrick Mahomes. What a, what a terrible quarterback. Am I right? Comes out MVP year. Next year, Super Bowl. Next year after that, Super Bowl appearance. Well, I mean, what, what a, an incredible athlete. And, I mean, I know we're saying the 10th overall pick. That's still incredibly high in the NFL draft, but – when you're getting a guy like Patrick Mahomes, that's worth it. Yeah. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, I, I remember that that last game he played with the, played against Denver. Um, I uh, and then Alex Smith is gone. Um, he was traded. It was just props to that front office for seeing something in this kid. Patrick Mahomes, very talented. He had that six overtime game against Baker Mayfield, five overtime game. Really great game. They were just slinging the ball. But props to them for seeing this kid because he fell. They traded up for him, too. Um, I don't remember who mm-hmm. they traded. But I want to say the Texans because the Texans just keep getting – no, Texans got Watson. What am I talking yeah, about? Yeah, the Texans took Watson that draft. Someone got screwed over there because you could have had – I don't care who your quarterback is. You could have had Patrick Mahomes. Um, obviously, we're getting to the to the end um follow the herd here on vic radio hopefully we got a week left unsure about that hopefully we'll see you guys uh next week for another episode of follow the herd here on vic radio vic radio is the voice of ithaca college here's a campus organization you can get involved in planned parenthood generation action is a student activist group that works directly with the planned parenthood of the southern finger lakes and the planned parenthood action fund they are dedicated to keeping Ithaca College conscious of reproductive justice and of legislative attacks on people's bodies regarding health care. Their meetings are on Thursdays at 7 p.m. in Friends 207. To join, email icgenerationaction at gmail.com or follow icgenerationaction on Instagram. Want to get your organization's message on the air? Email community at vicradio.org to connect with the Campus Community Involvement Director. Hey besties, if you love VIC Radio as much as we do, you want to know what's going on in the studio, or you want to stay in the VIC loop, why not follow us on our Twitter at VIC Radio and our Instagram, which is also at VIC Radio. Keep listening to the best of what's next, your favorite indie music station.